Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 245th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, I'm tired, man. You're tired. Yeah, I'm sleepy. You're sleepy. I'm sipping what on... could you possibly be sleepy about? Who knows? You don't you don't get the same sleep you did before? Like two weeks ago? Nothing uh, three weeks ago now. Three weeks Wow, three yeah, weeks. It'll be three weeks tomorrow morning. Oh my god. How uh how big is Gordon now? Uh don't say three weeks. I don't I don't I don't measure him. <laughs> so I can't say it's hard to it's hard to recognize change in in something that you're like in someone or a person or anything that you see like super consistently. So, um, I feel like he's getting bigger. People are commenting that he's bigger. He is bigger than his birth weight. Um, when you yeah, what, what was his birth weight? Seven pounds thirteen ounces. And babies typically lose between six to nine percent of their uh, birth weight because of like you know amniotic fluid and whatever else that's in them. So they lose oh. that within like the first week or so. So they drop. Gordon actually lost twelve percent. So they were a little concerned about that, but he's back well, up. Well, he's and making past, weight. He's know, on the dude, he's on the he's, he's on the toddler. Yeah, he's uh, wrestling team. <laughs> he's up and he's doing well. But they were concerned a little bit because you know if you see anything in the double digits, they get concerned like oh maybe the baby's not getting enough. And there could be a number of reasons, but it just sets off a couple of flags. But he's been doing really well. Um, he's already over his birth weight. Uh, last time we had him weighed, I think he was eight pounds some ounces. I can't say for sure. I actually wasn't at that appointment, but um, he's over eight pounds now, which is, of course, greater than what his birth right. weight was. In terms of like height, for example, I'm not sure how much bigger he is, but I can definitely see a bit more. Um, I was about to say meat on his bones, but just quite literal, like fat. Like his skin is definitely getting a little chunkier. Uh, I can see it in his cheeks, his legs. So he's getting bigger, but I'm not sure how to like give a quantifiable number. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys sleeping? Mm. We're we're doing okay. I'm still sleeping better than Lena. She is a lot more sensitive to his, um, I guess not even cries, but any like sound that he makes in the night. So she'll wake up a lot quicker than me. And it's not until he, like, really starts freaking out like a heavy cry that I wake up, which we've discussed in the past. I said that I was a heavy sleeper, and that is proving very true. It's still consistent with despite the baby's cries. Um, so on the weekends, those are the days that I'm the one who's kind of waking up during the night and trying to feed him. But during the weekdays, since I don't have any leave and Lane is on maternity leave for the next few weeks, she's the one who's waking up and feeding him. Now, the issue is... Whether or not she has to wake up to feed him, she has to wake up to pump. So on the weekends, if I'm waking up to feed him, she's got to go downstairs and start pumping away. So she's up regardless, but she doesn't have to deal with the frustrations of, you know, dealing with this super frustrated and naggy baby who, despite the fact that there's a bottle right in front of his face, won't accept the bottle because he's very frustrated. Um, so... Then one, so her mom also volunteered to take him. I think it was on Wednesday. I think it may have been Wednesday night. So we both got a a full nights of sleep on. Uh, nice. I think I think it was Wednesday evening. I bet Elena really appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. 
so she is now taking a nap with him and i i've i avoid naps i also don't feel tired enough to take a nap but i just in general like to avoid naps because i feel like it messes with my sleep schedule and i also feel like i just it, it's hard for me to wake up from a nap sometimes if i don't sleep the right amount i'll wake up or at least in the early stages of waking up, I'll be a lot more tired than I was before I went for the nap. And I won't feel re- yeah. the refreshment the f- as refreshed as I was hoping. You so, know, I really wish that I was as deep a sleeper as you were. Oh, man. I'm, it's it's good and it's bad. The So last night, for example, he woke up at about 3 a.m. And then he woke up at 7 a.m. I think it was, I think it was around 7 a.m. Yeah. And so the 3 a.m. one, I I I know like she Lena had to wake me up for both of them apparently. The, I thought she only woke me up for the 3 a.m. one. So I remember her like kind of like tapping me somewhere, and I just kind of like quickly jumped out of bed because I heard him all of a sudden. So I was like, all right, cool, let me get on this because he was already getting like pretty. He like he's not quite zero to a hundred, but he goes like you know his birth was like zero to ninety nine, and then that last one percent. With his with his feedings, especially in the middle of the night, he usually does give a little bit of warning, but he doesn't give that much. So as soon as he starts getting a bit fussy, you have less than three minutes before he starts into like a heavy cry. And he'll do this like little cry for like five seconds and then kind of stop for a moment. Maybe he maybe he like falls asleep for a moment or something. <laughs> uh, and then he wakes back up and starts crying again. So because I caught it a little bit late, he was pretty much in his like, okay, I'm going to be crying uh, until something gets, until I start getting some milk. So it took a minute, but I, uh, I I got him the bottle. Lena went down, started pumping. We were probably awake for an hour-ish, maybe a little bit more. And then we, then we went to sleep. He, it, It's hard to like, it's hard to know exactly when he's finished he'll uh he'll he'll work on the bottle for a little bit and then like i i take him off the bottle somewhat frequently to to give to like burp him and also to make sure that he's not eating too quickly because when he's on the breast for example he will it'll take him about like 30 to 45 minutes to finish a meal but if if you like feed him straight through the bottle he can finish that thing in like five minutes and be like oh yikes and be like yo i need some more and it's like well you know, your st- nah, they, they say your stomach is only about like two to four ounces, and you just crushed four ounces. I'm not sure you need more. Uh, so, so you, tr- I try to. We, we're trying to pace him a bit more, yeah, and make sure that that feeding is. Kind Does he of, freak out when you take the uh, the bottle out of him? He it. So the if I. The first time, like the first few times after starting the feeding, he does, yeah. But after he starts to get a little bit more content, he's had like half the bottle. He'll. He'll move away from the bottle, be a little frustrated, but he'll let you burp him and then and then go back to it. So it just depends on how hungry he is. So, yeah, the second time that I woke up last night, which was about, well, I guess this morning was about 7 a.m. And that's when I just woke up for the day. He, I woke up and Lena wasn't in the room. And I was like, where, where is she? Like, did she, did she, because I knew she was going to go out with her mom for a little bit today. Um, but I was like, this seems a bit too early. I was too tired to really think too much into it. And eventually I found her at like about like nine, nine AM. So I fed him. It took about like an hour to do that whole thing, put him down. And I was watching this documentary on the, uh, on Chernobyl this morning on the, what's it called? It's called, uh, I think it's called like the mega dome or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Over Chern- Caroline Chernobyl. added that to my list. 
Yeah, one of my coworkers was just telling me about it. And she was telling me about the, the, the podcast that I told you about, which is uh, each episode of the podcast goes into kind of a behind the scenes with the direct with the uh, what, writer, producer and creator of the show. And so you get kind of like a director's look, if you will, or creator's look into the show. And so I've been listening to that podcast and then I was watching that documentary while I was feeding him because I was trying to find something that I wasn't really going to be completely attached to and kind of can drift mm-hmm. in and out of. Oh, I get that. Don't worry. Yeah. So fed him. And then I found Lena downstairs. Apparently after she, after he woke up, I wasn't waking up quickly enough basically. And so she just needed some peace and she needed to get some rest before the sun came up. So she went downstairs and passed out on the couch for like an hour or two. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was the morning. But yeah, the the sleep is the sleep is certainly less. It, getting to work that's those are the hard days when I got to be up at six a.m. and I have to, I have to catch that train. That's the worst. So when are you realistically going to bed? Which I I don't think I've gone to bed. I don't think I've fallen asleep before. Uh, before ten thirty yet this this week maybe maybe 11 that's late dude now part of it was because i was um i was watching this anime one punch man have you heard of it yeah is that really what you should be doing yeah yeah i had to so i was watching <laughs> I, was, yeah, I thought you saved that for your commute though i was but it was really good so i i watched the whole first uh, season uh, th- no. listen there are 24 episodes each one is about 20 minutes each right so that is how many hours of content 480 minutes of content and I watched everything. I watched the whole series again, like the first season, and then I watched the the second season, which I hadn't seen before. I watched it all probably in about four or five days. We'll say five days. Wow. I think it, I think I finished it. Uh, I think I finished it yesterday, and I started. I believe on Monday. So yeah, it's not terrible. Like no. I, it's not like I was laying there to like midnight or anything. I was like I I, I was like in bed at ten thirty. I was like, all right, let me let me watch an episode, and then you finish one. I'm like, hold, oh, let me let me watch another one real quick. Watch that second one that passed out at like eleven something, eleven fifteen. But it's just hard. It's just hard to get up that early for me. I, I believe it. Just like in general, and the timing is weird because sometimes he'll wake up for a feeding at five. And so if I wake up and I'm like, you know, I'm a bit out of it and then I put my head back down to go to sleep, I don't know if it's worth going to sleep for because if I'm getting another hour of sleep, it's just super difficult to then wake up at six. Every day this week, I woke up late. I didn't wake up on time. I think, yeah, I think every day. I mean, I only went to the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, worked from home Monday and Friday. So those three days that I went to the office, I was waking up at like 6.20. One day I woke up at, I think it was Tuesday, I woke up at seven. Had to drive to... uh I didn't even have to drive to Clayman. I think I drove to Churchman's Crossing, which is Christiana, which is not as far. It's a little, it's, 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 um, like the train station that I go to is about 10 minutes away. Churchman's Crossing is like 15 minutes away. So I went to that one, caught the train there. But yeah, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to have those close of calls. It's just tough when, if, you know, for that, like I said, that 5 a.m. wake up and then deciding, okay, let me go, let me catch an hour. It doesn't really work that well. Like, I just got to stay up at that point. Yeah, you're pulling what I used to do at Ogilvy. Going to bed crazy <laughs> late, waking up crazy early. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to not do that anymore. I wouldn't say it's crazy late, though. Like, like 11. You were going to, you were going to bed, like, at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. 
Yeah, and then just like it's oh man, not not ideal, not ideal. We'll see. I mean, it's he's still. I know that some people, there as their kids get older, you know, like that one to three month range, some of them start to wake up less frequently in the middle of the night. Some of them even sleep through through the entire night. I don't know if we're gonna have that luck, but. If we're not doing, if we're not waking up twice in the middle of the night, if it's just a one-time thing, that would be great. Especially as Lena starts getting ready to go back to work, because once that happens, there's not really a reasonable way to to break up how we do it. Like on on some of those days when I need to go in the into the office, if he's waking up, I can't like depend on her to have to to feed him because she's got to be up and go to, to go to work as well. So some of those days I got to be the one to wake up. So if he starts, if he starts at least giving us, you know, a couple of days a week when we can wake up once, maybe even zero times, that'd be fantastic. But we will see. I have no idea like the logistics and how often that, how the the statistics and how often that happens with kids, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to do my best at like balancing sort of that idea. I know I was making fun of you watching One Punch Man, but. You know, it's been a long day and you've been working and you've gotten all these uh, responsibilities and you want to turn your brain off for a little bit. And that's where that one punch man comes into play for me. It's like, you know, long day at work, all this stuff. And you just want to be able to turn your brain off and do whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, while still being able to go to bed at a reasonable hour, feel like you were able to decompress before you start the whole thing over again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yesterday. So this weekend. We are dog sitting for a neighbor friend of ours whose dog sit for us in the past. And uh, it was crazy. So their dog, we, we sort of keep out. And it's like a mini Australian. Uh, but he's about 25 pounds. I'm looking to Carolyn for confirmation. <laughs> She's nodding her head. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's a big dude, but he is like not used to being in a crate. I don't think he, he is ever in a crate. Well, our guy who's like 17 pounds, 18 pounds, a little bit smaller, but uh, definitely goes to sleep every night uh, in a crate. And last night, somehow I slept through this. I talk about being a super light sleeper, but I slept through this. At around 4 a.m., they decided that they're going to run across our bed and start to MMA octagon. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're doing it right now. Like I don't know if you've been hearing them, but it's basically like they, they like playing with each other, but the way they play with each other is like a knockdown, drag out, you know championship fight yeah uh the milo our neighbor's dog likes to see if he can wrap his entire mouth around our guy's head and then uh our guy likes to fight on his back on the ground which i'm like dude you're like (laughs) you're like why are you why are you fighting this way like can you at least try and assume some sort of more aggressive position um (laughs) he's making it look bad like you haven't trained him how to fight yeah right like we'll throw up throw out uh all these toys and if Milo takes a toy from Oliver, Oliver will lay in front of him and just start whining while the other guy's playing with the toy. It's like, dude, you've got to, like, stand up for yourself. I'm, like, watching this all unfold. Like, dude, we're looking bad as a unit out here. <laughs> but uh, so last night, you know, we were, like, today is Saturday when we're recording this. And we, the idea was that we were going to get both of our long runs in. Carolyn had to run nine. She's training up for another half marathon. I think the sat nine and a half, and I'm training for the marathon. So today was supposed to be the big day. First time I'm running 20 miles during this training regimen. Now, normally I like to go to bed really early so that I can wake up at like, you know, 4, 45, 5, stretch, 
all that stuff and get my run in starting at six. Right. The reason why I do that is because there's fewer people. It's cooler. Uh, you know, sort of all those reasons. But because I also do that during the week, so I need to be back by a certain time to go to work and all that stuff. Um, because it's Saturday, we were thinking, all right, maybe, maybe we'll just not set an alarm. We'll wake up whenever, and then we'll like each be on an independent timeline to go and get our long runs in. Well, Reza, what I failed to uh, realize is just because, um, just because you wake up later doesn't mean it gets cooler throughout the day. It's still the summertime. Mm-hmm. And so we woke up, and I was hoping that today's humidity was going to be okay. It was 90%. It was 70-ish degrees and 90%. And if you're just walking around, going to get, grab a, you know, like a, like breakfast and a cup of coffee, like yeah. it's not bad at all. It's kind of nice. Yeah. But you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to run around out here, and it's, uh, I, I, I could, I could only run the 15. Oh wow! Really? Before my body just gave out. Wow. My body was just like, you don't have it in you today. And so I ran as far as I could for as long as I could. Oof. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's, well, it's not the first time I've like had to give up on a run. I've given up on an 18-miler before. I only ran seven. Uh, that was before work. Uh, and then the other one was today. And I was like, all right. It just wasn't there today. You know, I either, you know, my, my whoop band is telling me I didn't sleep well. I only got 9% recovery. You know, only slept for about five and a half hours before attempting a 20-mile run is not ideal. Um, but, you know, we, we did the whole, like, carbo load the night before, all that jazz, and it just goes to show that, like, you know, I'm certainly sleeping way more this time around than my previous uh, marathon training session. But, um, but... More is doesn't mean enough. More is certainly better. It's one of those like, more is more uh, yeah. situations, but more is certainly not enough. You know, uh, my watch is telling me that I need, on average, like eight to ten hours of sleep a night, uh, and my sleep debt increases as the week goes on. Uh, can you hear him running around? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, um. Yeah. They're just it's Hobbs and Shaw. Is what it is. They, they don't like each other, but <laughs> they can't imagine a life without each other. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, I'm, I'm sort of recouping today. Uh, I'm going to have to roll out later. My, uh, my hips are real tight. My quads are real sore. And my, my butt needs to get rolled out as well. Mm. Uh, and so, I'm going to make sure I do that later. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be running tomorrow. I would like to run tomorrow. But... Uh, Carolyn's got like a mile and a half. It's a mile and a half. It's a mile and a half race, which is great because it qualifies. It's another qualifier race for the marathon. Oh wow! So, uh, so yeah, it's just nice to have, like, just to make sure that you're a hundred percent locked in to earn another uh, spot in uh, the 2020 marathon, which is a big one. I think it's the 50th anniversary. Yeah. So I'm sure they're gonna like really ball out for that. I already got the email saying like, hey, make sure you pick the right. Uh, Yep, I hear that. You hear that, right? Yep. What are you two doing? They're trying to be on the pod, to... dude. Yeah, come on, guys. If we gotta return them in one piece, that's like the goal. <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's <laughs> that's your goal at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, nah, nah, they're they're fine. I think they're just realizing that 
Yeah, if you tear at each other's faces, that uh, one of you guys is going to yell uncle. Yeah. Um, they're okay, though. They're okay. Anyways, uh, that was the loudest one for sure, though. Have you been able to hear them throughout the entire podcast? No. But just no. that, like, yell. I think that it. was it for me. Now, it depends. I don't know if your microphone picks it up. It just didn't get transmitted to me. All right. Well, a little drama on the pod. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... So that's that. Uh, we're we're looking to book our Airbnbs for like Paris and London really soon. Nice. Uh, we still have to do that. Um, so I think we're looking to do that this weekend as well. I think you and I should run some Div Two at some point. Some Div Two is that what you're calling it now? Well, we can't call it D Two because D Two is Destiny Two. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just straight up Div like 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 it's that hard to say division. I guess it is three syllables. Yeah. You're cutting it from four to two. Fifty percent. I guess it saves yeah, a decent that's a, bit. That's yeah. That's a significant savings right there. Significant savings. And as a father, you should appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, we we definitely should. I I yeah. I um I got a quick little session in earlier to start working on the the different like specializations. Yeah. And so I didn't, I, I thought it was just like the four tasks. There are five, like there are five levels to this. So yeah. I, I'm at stage one and I've done two of the four and then I still have to go through stages two through five and I don't even know what the challenges are for that. I for don't, those. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, dude. You could just, you could pay for it. I don't I'm even know if I'm not it, doing that either. I don't even know if it's worth it, but that's the funny thing. No, it's not worth it. To, like is the specialization trash is what is really what I mean. Right, I like I like mine right now. Yeah, I like yours too, but I can't rock that too. I got I got I got to be my own man. You got to be your own man. You see yeah. how effective it is that I'm doing it. If we have more of it, I mean, you and I are basically running the same character at this point, anyways. With nah, the uh, we're both tossing balls, right? <laughs> oh, I actually just uh, I know this is like some tabletop tabletop talk, but I transferred my gauntlets away from like four ninety to four sixty seven. Because uh, the downgrading gear score meant I could get on the 467 gauntlets like plus 500 tech. And so now I upgraded my balls to, like, there's like four of them now. Uh, I think there's four or six of them now. Could you not transfer Um, that over to your. No, it was a talent. I see. It was a talent. It wasn't like a mod or anything. See, I don't know how any of that stuff works. Like literally no idea how any of that stuff works. Well, a lot of the mods for those, like for your uh, your perks or whatever, mm-hmm. have a minimum gear score for them to be active. So uh, before you, they could uh, like if you're at a certain level, they get all allow you to mod it. But then if you like change it off and you fall under that cert- uh, that potential threshold, then it's still on it before you strip it off. But it's just inactive. And so I've been looking to like increase my gear score to like. 1700 2400 because not only can i increase the number of uh seeker mines that get tossed out but i can also way increase the damage that they do um and i'm almost doing like a almost like a tech semi-tech build right now because i'm increasing not only the skill power but also the skill haste so i feel like i'm tossing mines even faster than i were before yeah 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 I got to start messing with that stuff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's um, just uh, I certainly it's would. mostly mostly. I mean, I, I transferred a lot to the uh, the stash last night because there's like a lot of these talents, and I realized that if you want to recalibrate 
at this level, like each recalibration takes like five thousand credits, so it's like not worth it for me right now. Oh wow! I didn't um, realize it was that expensive. Yeah, at, at our level now, it's way expensive. It used to be like a couple hundred, and now it's a couple thousand. Hmm. Um, and so what I'm doing, I'm just stashing everything that has even like something that I rem- I'm remotely interested in, right? If it's like a really high gear percentage that's increasing, or like uh, really high crit chances or crit damage, I'll, I'll save those, but. You know, the the likelihood of me going through all that is pretty small. Yeah. Um, but before I changed everything, I was at 491. Uh, and now I'm probably down like 480 something, which is still not bad. Uh, I do know that for us running those challenging missions that we'll be able to get a lot of loot there. And before we hopped on here, um, I actually was just running around doing like some some things in the world. And I got, like, uh, the foggy bottom area of the map upgraded to an alert level 3. And I was thinking, like, do I, should I just hit you up to see if you're available? Because if you can join my game now, like, we can probably do get it to, like, alert level 4. And that's where I get uh, the blueprints, you know. Uh, so okay. instead of just dropping uh, weapons, you drop blueprints. And so I that's see. how I got, like, I dropped the M60 because the stoner LMG that I'm using... In addition to the plus thirty-five round magazine, uh, dude, this gun has two hundred and thirty-five bullets. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think the best uh, LMG is certainly the M60, but all of the talents and all the boot boosts, you should be able to get it. They said to like two seventy-five bullets, so that'd be amazing to just like never pull. Like you, I would just be chonking the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just, just messing around. I think I still like the fact that we're like blazing through these missions, you know, just uh, yeah, just trying to get as much as we can. Yeah. I, the uh, RNG and the item uh, management is really annoying, and supposedly that's what they're going to look into in the next title update. Hmm. But people are really, really pissed off with the Kenley College <laughs> being turned off. So people are always really mad. That's the funny thing about like these constantly, like these living worlds or living games where. You know, there's supposed to be a ton of content and whatnot. People uh-huh. just tear through the content. Like, there's a lot of content, yeah, but people tear through it. And people always figure out the fastest way to do everything, the cheesiest way to do the stuff to get to get the reward as quickly as possible. But then they get the best item in the game, and there's nothing else to do. Like, there's no other challenge. And I know that people are, are doing whatever they can to get the, the different roles in the gear. But this is the problem that Destiny 1 had, where there were random roles on every... on random like perks on every piece of equipment that you got whether it's a weapon or armor and some of them were were god tier roles and some of them were just trash and it was annoying it was annoying to play and try to it to try to get that stuff and and have like what like a you know a 10 percent chance of getting the item dropped but then having like a two percent chance of getting the best roles on the on that gear Mm-hmm. and people complained about it to no end. And when Destiny 2 came out, they were like, yeah, we're not doing random rolls anymore then. If you get the item, you get the item, and, and there's all sorts of different ways to get the item. And then people hated it because they got all the items that they wanted, and they had nothing else to like work for. So all those loyal people who would typically log into the game to keep playing it were like, yeah, I'm, there's no reason to play it anymore, but then they would throw a stink and get upset. And I'm like, well, the game doesn't have to be your full-time job. You can do other stuff. You can play other games. Like is it that bad of is it that bad of a thing that you you done you've done everything that you could do? Like you can't it takes so many hours to produce the content that these people are just chewing through in hours. 
Like the people that would go through an update of Destiny in like less than twenty four hours, like they it that's like months of real work that like a te- that teams had to put in to make possible, and these people just destroy it. Like they crush it in less than a day. Like it's I don't I don't, and I I don't want to like I don't I'm not trying to say that you know we never played a game like that where we were able to just you know fly through stuff and wish that we had more to do. What was, what was but the last like to not compl- that we did that. I can't really think of the last Destiny, game, but I'm just saying. Destiny One. <laughs> I don't know if we ever really toured through the content like that in Destiny One either. But what I what I, I guess really what I'm saying is like we never got to the point where we were complaining about it online very vocally to the to the people who created the game. It's like, all right, well, I feel like at the very least we understood the scenario, we understood the situation, and where we were, like why it was the way it was. But I don't know if we were into games uh, the way. Like, I don't know if any games existed like this that we played where it was like this living world and there was kind of like no, quote, beating the game, if you will. Like, we never we never did everything that you could do in Destiny before before you quit, at least, because it was just too much of a grind, too random, you know? It was too random. The Way grind random. got to a point where we were able to do Vault of Glass in under 15 minutes if people did their job. 50. It wasn't 15. <laughs> it was it's still it a long time. It wasn't 50. It was because a, we ran it. We ran it with three characters, dude. There's no way. Not 15 minutes. There, that one was too long. I think we got to a point where we were doing it really fast. We'll we'll say like half an hour, but all right, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It, it yeah, still we we did get to that point where it was quick, right? We figured out how to do everything, and then you weren't getting the rewards that you that that like the the people who got rewarded were just completely random, and that was frustrating to 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 uh to deal with. So yeah. it's just there, there's this tough balance, I think, that needs to be met when it comes to when it comes to like the way people get rewarded for the for the things that they do in the game. But people just can't like get people can't be getting that angry about about stuff <laughs> like, oh, there's not there's I, I would put I would play this game eight hours a day if I could. But they botched the last update or there's nothing left for me to do. It's like, well. Well, yeah. If you you if you want to play the game like a, like it's a full time job, it's not like it's one person's job to to generate eight hours of content. Like, I go to work and I create eight hours of content for you. It doesn't work that way, right? But you'll right. keep I seeing mean, you'll yeah. keep seeing those posts. Like, I literally saw that on Reddit sometime this week. Someone saying something about how they would play this game for like eight hours a day, but there's nothing else to do. Right, and I was like, "What are you doing that you can play it that often?" Right. Like, you're able to really devote eight hours a day of basically a full-time job level to this thing? I don't know. It's uh, it's certainly not uh, something I think that we can do. No. I mean, even when... Even at well, our we greatest, even I, don't, do that. I don't think we ever played for eight... It You feel like crap after doing that. Like, uh, after a really long session like that, I don't feel good. I don't feel great. Well, we were also younger when we were doing that. Yeah, and so I'll give these people the benefit of the doubt and say that they're they're younger as well. But I guess the thing is, it's a difference in style of game that you're playing. I mean, that was that's like a you know an online shooter. You could play Halo or or Call of Duty or whatever. People 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 have been playing like the original Counter Strike for like over a decade now because every game online against other people is different. It's not the same. But in this case, in the division, it is a game that's story driven, and every mission, like everything that you do, has to be created by somebody sitting in an office. 
nobody has to sit in the office to create a, a, a 12, you know, a 6v6 match in Call of Duty. You know, once the map is built, once the networking is done, like that's all, that's all set. You're good to go. But, and there's no reward for that either, right? You get to, you get to the max level. There's nothing else to unlock, but you're in it just for the fun of it. It's just different. Right. It's just different in terms of what the expectations are and, and uh, I guess the size or the style of the game. I think what will be uh, what we'll appreciate with the new Call of Duty, though, which I know that you and I are one hundred percent getting, <laughs> and what play for like five hours together total. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna buy and never play it. That's the funny thing. I can I'll already, play I, can, it. I can already see it happening. Fine, we we'll, we'll we'll play it, but maybe not be able to play it together. That's 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 the hard thing. Uh, but my bad, it, I interrupted you. Well, no, it's just this idea of like with Call of Duty, like the. Uh, the rounds are much shorter, right? Yeah, yeah. So the expectation is that each uh, that the gaming sessions can be shorter, and then the scope is much smaller. So I mean, I mean, you know me. I've always been super interested in like super deep, super intensive like single player games, but there's not a single player game that's like oh even over twenty hours now that I'm interested in because I just don't have the time to like play a game like uh that long in like 15 to let's say an hour increment you know yeah it's just i don't know yeah we will uh i definitely i'm definitely looking forward to that game you're very right about the 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 duration of the game the nice thing about that type of you know non-battle royale thing is in a game, in a game that's a battle royale, you hop in, and if you die, if you die in the first like a minute of the match, it's like another three to five minutes before you're in another match again, and right. and so you can you can dedicate if like say you only have thirty minutes to play, your thirty minutes could be spent playing an entire like one full game of let's say Fortnite, or it could be ten games of you jumping in and dying relatively early into the game, and that's just you know not particularly fun. But with a game like Call of Duty, you can jump in, you can play a full game and still have, you know, you can play a full game in about 10 minutes and still have time for another two matches. And however those games go, they go. But each, you know, each life is like an instant to get back into. It's just, it's just a different experience. Yeah. I don't know if I really have too much interest in playing Battle Royale games anymore. I think the highs are too high and the lows are too low. And, uh... If we're like as busy as we are, you with a baby and a new job, <laughs> me with a new job, uh, marathon training, like the reason why you do this is because you want to relax, right? And right. if if you can't get that out of like thirty minutes, then I think you've messed up. I think you haven't optimized. As crazy as it sounds, you haven't optimized that like rest period. You've tried to go and do too much, you know. I still have some value. I still see the value in it, the, just that challenge of trying to overcome the other players and everything. But the the issue with a game at least like Fortnite, and I imagine with a game like PUBG and, and any other Battle Royale game is the... So with like Fortnite, I feel like the skill, ceiling, the skill ceiling is just way too high. As we talked about before, once those kids, once summer break hit and uh, those practice modes came in, all those like high, mid, you know middle high school kids were able to just sit there and practice as if it was their full-time job. And before you knew it, like even, no matter how much time you and I put into it, we just couldn't keep up with the people because 
they were putting in way more hours than we were putting in. So while it felt like we were getting better over time, the competition also was getting much better than us. And so it was it was weird like seeing like, oh, I'm getting so much better, I'm getting so much better, and then still and like and like dying more consistently or losing games more frequently than we used to. Um But with the game, if you were talking about like PUBG, even if the skill ceiling's not as high as Fortnite, I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't really have the time or, or desire to try to learn a new map, to try to learn new mechanics of another game. That would be the thing that would really put me away from trying out another battle royale game i think for me if i would want to try another one it would i would have to get into it on like day one or at least early on i don't want to be the person coming into like call of duty or PUBG, like you know these games that have been out for a year or more and try to compete against people who've been playing it for that long we're gonna see a massive drop in sat scores with this generation because of <laughs> fortnite and then these same kids are going to complain about uh what's that thing uh that colleges do uh for admissions uh you know what i'm talking about the with the freaking not... test scores oh like the, like the curving yeah what's that called um for like, admissions i'm not sure what word it is that you're looking for to be honest What's the what's the controversial program that colleges employ where if you're from a certain background, you have a higher chance of getting in? Oh, oh like affirmative action. Thank you. Yeah. So you're going to have a whole generation of kids across <laughs> the spectrum, across yeah. the racial spectrum, that will see a easily 30% dip in SAT averages. And this then all of these people are going to get mad that kids from abroad who don't have access to either servers that don't lag or uh, the game at all that will be coming in here and uh, taking their spot in college. And then they're going to freak out. And then they're going to be like, where did it all go wrong? And it's like, yeah, when you, when you decided that learning algebra and calculus <laughs> could take a backseat to winning build battles in, in Fortnite. Like, as a parent, how infuriating has that got to be here's the thing i feel I, like if if as a parent i'm, I'm going to give you some parent advice right now mm-hmm. so i want you to get your notebook out yeah i think what you should do is you should always allow the the kid to like be able to play uh but they got to like earn the right to play it you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to stop playing when your kid gets older if anything, you're going to somehow find more time to play when your kid gets older. Right. Um, but this idea of like, all right, listen, like we can totally play and I want to spend this quality time with you. But if you keep pulling A minuses, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you keep pulling these garbage A minuses, you know, I'm, I'm smashing your controller. No, um, I'll, I'll, be like, I'll be like, you're going to watch me play. How about that? Do you want to watch Twitch? No, you can't watch Twitch because you shouldn't be having a computer. Uh, I'm going to give you a Nokia flip phone. Uh, you can play Snake on it. Uh, and you're going to watch your old man play. And I'm going to do all the stuff that you hate. Uh, I'm going to die in uh, Tilted because uh, I don't know why we're jumping Tilted. Um, but I just think it's like probably better to like, give them a chance to be like, listen, I'm not taking this away from you. But you, you know, I am entrusting you to like earn the, earn the right to play. Because I'm, I'm going to play, but it's also my house, right? So I can play, and you don't have the opportunity to play if we're bringing these garbage A-minuses. 
I gotta say, Sandy, I think you have. I think you are currently going through your first old man moment. Like you yeah. turn, you turn thirty, and all of a sudden things like now. Yeah, now, I've been an old man for at least five nah, years now. Nah, man, I don't look. I don't look like this though. You're already talking about what's wrong with the next generation. Generation Alpha, I think, is what they're called. Generation Alpha is that what they're called? I oh, think so. Yikes! I'm, I'm I quickly googling it to confirm that that's what it's called. Yeah, Generation Alpha. I don't know. Look, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, I, I agree with you in terms of, yeah, like you gotta have to, you, you gotta earn the right to be able to play. And I feel like that's the same for any hobby. You gotta earn the right to be able to do whatever, you know, whatever it is that you want to do with your free time. Cause as far as I'm concerned, if you're pulling in these, I'm not going to say a minuses, but if you're like pulling these in these like C's and B's, we need, we need to figure out like, okay, that free time is not your free time anymore. Like that free time is study time. You gotta be, you gotta be correcting that. Right. And right. so until you prove to me that you can do better, you can perform better, then we're going to have to have a serious talk about what it is that you're allowed to do from, you know, three to five p.m. before I get home. You know, you should be you should be hitting them books. You shouldn't be sitting around watching TV or or playing basketball or playing video games or or whatever it is that you're doing, because we need to uh, we need to fix this. And if you're if you're getting, you know, if you're getting straight A's. You're putting in that work and you're getting straight A's and you, and you got a, you know, an extra hour or two at the end of the night and your homework is already finished. Then, yeah, sure. You know, depending on the situation, at the, at the very least, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. You know, you have a little bit of leisure time. Right. But, I think, I mean, one of the things is like my sister was always really good at this in college where she was really good at managing her own time. Right. I yeah. certainly was not. I was a terrible student, um, but my sister was really good about keeping herself honest. You know, you would study from like Sunday night to I think it was like Thursday. You go out Thursday night. You go out uh, like maybe Friday night, and then like depending on like what your workload was, she would just go out when she could. But like when it was finals or whatever, like she was like locked down. You know, yeah. like we're we're studying, we're doing what we got to do. But she was always good about like, hey, I've studied for four days in a row now. I do need a chance to like blow off some steam. Uh, and I think that was a, I mean, she did a phenomenal job of it. And so if your kid is able to do that, then like the reward is just as important as a hard work, right? Right. And if the, the hard work is not yielding the results, then it's like, all right, you know, we keep talking about like, oh, you got to work harder. You got to work harder. But then I think what you and I found was as you get older, it's like, it's not only working hard. If you work hard and you're not getting anywhere, you're an idiot. You know, you really got to think about like managing your time better. So it's not only working hard, it's working smart. All right. So right. if that means you got to take the test for your kid, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, sometimes, sometimes, uh, like the unfortunate truth about this world, about life, is that you can put in all of your free time, you can put in all the time in the world into something and still not be the best at it. You know, you could tell that to, in, in the the thing about academics in general, or I guess any other career, is that you don't have to be the Michael Jordan or the Kobe Bryant or the LeBron James of that particular field to get to you know to to be successful, to get money, and and you know have a stable job. But you uh you, you might like even with all the time that you put in, you still might not make it in that field or in that in that subject. So you could just really be bad at math <laughs> and, and you know do Is that you, acceptable though in this the, day, in, well, in this that's day the and thing. Age? Like yeah, that's the thing. Like it's not it, it, what as a parent, you don't want your kid to be to be, you know, 
pulling in C's in math, right? So you, I, I would feel like at the very least, maybe you're not going to get an A in it, but, but please, like for the love of God, don't be, don't come home with like a C because at that point, I'm going to try to, I'm going to be picking out every little moment that you weren't working on that and be like, this is why you didn't get a C plus, or this is why you didn't get a B. And right. so I, I just, I guess what I'm saying is like you, you might not succeed at getting that A and it could be because that's just not where you're best at or you, you might fail to get a job and it's just because, you know, no matter how much time you put into something, you're not, you weren't better than that other candidate because that other candidate was Michael Jordan. They not only put the time in, but they also had the talent or the, 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 like raw the, the natural talent to be able to succeed in that but and i'm not saying like i'm not saying this is a catch-all like oh if you fail that's why but i'm just saying i'm just saying that it it, it does transfer like these like physical physical features or physical traits you can also see that same type of thing happening when it comes to like mental ability like we all can't be stephen hawking right no but no one's asking you to be stephen hawking but i know I know, but like I'm I just saying, like, like you, think, there's, well, there's certainly a cutoff at some point. Do you, would you apply the same thing to like reading? Like if you're not if you're not a good reader, I'm not. I'm, like I'm if, not. I guess I'm, I'm not. Tr- I mean? I'm not trying to say I'm using this as an excuse, or I'm saying that this is. If Gordon's not an AP calc, <laughs> all right, by ninth grade, <laughs> I'm gonna come knock on your door, like, what the fuck happened? I'm not trying to say that this is like a. Oh, okay, I get it. You're just you're you're just bad at math. Like you come home with a C. But like, all right, well, you know, you you're not good at math. Like, I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be. Thinking thinking like that's fine, but I I'm I don't know if I'm explaining it very well or if I'm explaining it well enough. I guess what I'm really I'm just really trying to say that there like we just we're not everybody could be the best at something, and I and I know. I know when I'm saying like the best, then you're saying, okay, well, there's Michael Jordan or there's whoever, but like not, not everybody can make it into the NBA. You don't have to be Michael Jordan good, but are you, uh, what's his name? Brian Scalabrine good. Like, is he the bottom cutoff and you just can't quite get that cutoff because you're a little worse than him. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, the bad at math argument holds very little water with me. No, again, I'm not trying to say like bad at math and oh, okay, I get it. You're bad at math. Right. But they're just like how, so like if you put in like how many hours do you think you'd have to put in to, to, to be as good as, you know, whoever at math, like to get that A in math, do you think it was necessarily a matter of hours that you had to put in? I don't know. Cause like some people don't necessarily get the A because they were, they were putting in the hours that you weren't putting in. They were able to get the A putting in the same number of hours that you were putting in, but they just got the material better. Their brain worked better at that type mm-hmm. of material better than yours did. And that's why you're not a mathematician. Like that's why you're in the field that you're in because your brain works better in that field than it does at right. math. So like, that's kind of what I'm getting at again. Right. So like, you know, you're not, you're, you're pulling in C's, you're not, you're bad at math. Like that's the re like, you know, you can you can do better than a C and be bad at math. Right. You don't you might not necessarily get an A and be bad at math, but we want to try to we want to try to get better. We definitely want to try to get better. We want to try to and also like giving an honest effort. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and get and you know, get the help that you need at that point. It's like, "All right, well maybe maybe you behind the textbook isn't enough. You behind the textbook, you sitting in class and you working on problems, like that's that's not enough. So maybe I need to help you, maybe we need to get you a tutor." You know, you start taking 
start taking other taking advantage of different resources to try to help remember it's never too early to get sat tutors in the house all right the sat test should come second nature to your kid so that when he sits down for that 13 hour test that he's just like i got this i've done this a million times did you listen do you listen to revisionist history no, I stopped listening to it. I, I don't. I don't like his uh, his voice. <laughs> his voice. I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah. It's just I like Jay Z, isn't it? It's just like Jay Z. Yeah. Can't is. listen to his voice. He did an well, episode. Now there's, on... now there's more reasons not to like Jay Z. <laughs> he he did. Uh, I guess it was two episodes. I think a two part episode on the LSATs. And you know he so uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, the host of of Revisionist History, he's from Canada, and. They don't do standardized testing the way we do standardized testing in the U.S. And I don't know what their system is exactly, but he was basically he was basically uh, saying there was a major problem with the way the LSAT is laid out. You can have a brilliant lawyer who just needs to take more time to do well on a particular task. So his argument was is that the LSATs, what the LSAT is trying to test is how good how well you can do or how much um, relevant information you can ascertain from a, from a question or from a piece um, under a super tight timeline. So much of a tight timeline that there's actually not enough time to fully um, comprehend everything. And he's like, well, that's not really what a lawyer does. Like a lawyer has time to read and to try to process material when they're actually performing in a job. And the LSAT isn't really testing that. And so you have you know, really good lawyers who don't necessarily get into Harvard because they weren't able to perform well on the LSAT. Right. Uh, that is kind of like that's kind of how all standardized testings are. Like, he, so he's talking about the LSAT, and I'm like, yeah, I totally understand his argument. I totally understand his argument, and it applies to other tests as well. That doesn't necessarily mean that I think, oh, toss out the LSAT because it's garbage, or toss out all the other standardized tests because they're garbage. Um, but but yeah, like that's that's kind of what he's getting at, and. uh yeah, if you if you prep for it, if you prep for it, you get better at it, right? So if you prep for that SAT, you take the time, take those uh, practice, pre- take those practice tests. You're not going to go into the SAT and be like, oh, I know every single answer right off the bat, right? But you at least are aware of how to deal with the time, that limited time, and and uh, you know try to try to work with what you have at that point. Yeah, and that that brings me uh, to this point of. Somebody, I think, that at the Times was writing an article that, like, uh, really affluent families now are asking or like figuring out ways to make sure that they can guarantee their kids longer uh, test-taking periods for standardized tests. Really? Yeah, and that being that's sort of like a thing where you can either get a doctorate or you know figure out a way to write it so that you do get that extra time that you need or whatever. But these affluent families are figuring out a way to gain access to this knowing that you know the time pressure of these things can be a real hindrance to a lot of people yeah. right it's an unfair uh it's a constant uh we'll, we'll call it as constant a variable as possible right, right. Uh, for the majority of people but for the small amount of people smaller percentage of people who genuinely need that extra time they should be granted that time um, I think what we're finding now is more families are realizing that with a test this long or a test of this importance, that maybe you need another hour to go over your entire test again, you know, right. uh, knowing what the downstream effects are of, say, you know, uh, a PSAT 
if you get in the top one percent, that's that's big. You know, there's like scholarships that are tied to that. Yeah. You're on people's radars at that point. Absolutely. Yada yada yada. Uh, I remember I was one point off of it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. I mean, but like, uh, close is what horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Like, it, you either <laughs> you're there or you're not. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyways, so just wanted to call that out. I, know, I yeah. just found that like more people are uh, are doing that. That's interesting. That's cool. That's good to hear. Uh, to be aware of, not because yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally want to do that for my kid. No, yeah, I, you I, should. I want to. Should I want to be aware of this? Yeah, and certainly take advantage if your kid needs it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, where, like what? I feel like the the whole needing it thing. Uh, it can be super subjective. Now, this yeah, is again you're very not right calling that. into the uh, people who who definitely do need it. Uh, but still, it's one of those things where, like, if you can get it, well, I don't see why that would be a bad thing. You know. Yeah. If if it's if it's like if the stakes are this big, you know, I totally I can totally see the the motivation winning out for a lot of people. Right. I got to say I never took a practice SAT like or at least uh, I shouldn't say practice SAT. I never did um like those courses that some people took. I know there were like SAT no. classes. Oh, I, took, I took a lot of them. I took the SATs twice. I can tell you, I did way better the second time than I did the first time. What did you get on the was, first one? I literally don't. I don't even remember what I got on the second one anymore. Don't lie. No, I really don't remember what I got on them. I can't. I couldn't tell you. You're old. You're not that old. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. I guess it just. I don't know. It, it. Obviously, it's important, but I just can't. I know that I knew them at the time. I literally have no idea what I got on them. Uh-huh. Um. The. The second time I took it, because I knew how it worked, and and that I wasn't an expert in it by any stretch of the imagination, but because I understood more of how it worked than I did the first time, I did a lot better. The That's thing fair. that I, the thing I would have needed the most, like the thing the thing I would have needed help on the most or help with the most, would be my my the reading comprehension. I know I did really well in the math, but the readings were always hard for me those sections of the test and that is kind of getting at what malcolm gladwell was arguing with or arguing about with the lsat is because a large portion of the test is read this passage or read this this uh read these few pages of text and then answer some questions and the issue that i had was i would read it and i'd be like what the hell did i just read and then i would read the questions and i'd be like i don't remember reading that and then trying to go back and forth as if it was like an open note test to try to answer the questions that was never a good strategy I had to try to do better at reading it once and understanding as much as I possibly could and then and then get to the questions. And I never really figured that out at the time. Right. Hey, I got a doctorate now. I'm good. I know, right? Hey, we made it. We made it out (laughs) here. So um Yeah, let's get out of here for today. All right. We were all over the place, weren't we? We're all over the place. What did we learn? You gotta be good at math. (laughs) Get good. Get good, dude. Get good at math. All right. I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.